Welcome to this latest edition of Exeter Expertise. Today, we're talking to Acting Pro Vice-Chancellor and Executive Dean here at the Business School, Alexandra Kabassi, and we're covering the subject of responsible leadership. Alex, good morning. Thanks for talking to us. Good morning, Toby. First question, how would you describe responsible leadership and why does it matter and why does it matter now? Well, first things first, yes, absolutely. Let's define responsible leadership because it could mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But let's go with a pretty basic standard definition, which is it's about making sustainable business decisions, which take into account the interests of all stakeholders, including shareholders, employees, clients, suppliers, the community, the environment, and future generations. That's a big definition, but it's, it's about really thinking about more broadly than profit. And, and rethinking some of the decisions that businesses have to make. Now, here at Exeter, you know, we're so oriented towards the environment and sustainability absolutely has to matter to us. So it's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer that we focus on responsible leadership. And we know there's a climate emergency. And if, if organizations aren't playing their part, we're really going to struggle in order to sort of reduce global warming, manage any of the other aspects of the Arctic melting, all of those things. We're lost if we don't actually make some efforts towards making more responsible decisions. One of the other really interesting things that's come out, millennials or younger people increasingly make much more ethical decisions. These things are really important to them, not only in shopping and consuming, but also in terms of the companies they want to work for. They don't want to work for the evil empire. They want to work for companies that share their values. So it's really important in terms of recruitment of new young staff and maintaining them and keeping them happy. It's sort of a double-edged sword. Your consumers want you to be ethical and be responsible as well as your employees. So it really does shift your position in the market if you're not. In essence, then, this is subject's been covered a lot, but it is, for me, it's, it's about doing the right thing. Is that oversimplifying it? I think that's pretty much it. It's taking those decisions into account. And just recently, Larry Fink released his latest letter. You know, each year he writes a letter to CEOs in general from BlackRock. And he's talking about, you know, this kind of thinking. This isn't woke. It's the right thing to do. It's the responsible thing to do. Going back to some of the arguments I just made, people aren't going to buy your products. People aren't going to want to work for you if you don't think this way. And you can still make those decisions and still generate profit. And I think that's the important thing to remember for a lot of businesses. In terms of big public figures who really exemplify being a responsible leader, what are some of the good examples that you point people towards? Paul Pullman, formerly of Unilever, I think is a really great character to sort of point out, you know, the transformation he undertook at Unilever that's not just about making their products more sustainable, but also really thinking about the well-being of their employees as well. That's really incredibly important, and I think he's been a strong advocate. I'd like to point out a company, rather than so much their leaders, Lush the cosmetic firm, everything about them sustainable. I mean, they're so in tune with their product, their supply chains. They think about everything. I mean, they're some of the first to reduce packaging. They've really, really moved very quickly and responded very clearly, but that's been in their ethos for a really long time. I think they're a really exemplary company, but we're seeing more and more companies move and make these statements. Toyota, move early into hybrids. It's almost impossible to buy a non-hybrid Toyota. BMW's committing to electric vehicles. 
we're seeing more and more statements from companies of, we absolutely recognize this is important and we're moving this way. So I think sometimes it's specific leaders. There are a few that I would say, yeah, absolutely stand out. But I almost like to focus on companies who are doing the whole thing incredibly well as great examples. Close to home, I see a lot of people listening to this know that Exeter for a long time has had a real focus on, on the environment. What are some of the things that Exeter is doing in its own operations and in teaching and its research to be a responsible business school? So obviously we've been helped by the pandemic. So you would see our carbon emissions have dropped incredibly by reducing travel. But that's one of the things we're really focusing on is, okay, do you really need to travel for that one hour meeting in London? Can we use, as we are right now, Zooming to have the conversation? So that's been a real emphasis. There's also a real shift towards reducing meat on campus. We have ongoing conversations about how how far do we go? But increasingly, events I go to are vegetarian, and that's taking a stand. There are all sorts of energy conservation items and issues going on. But you also see things like increased emphasis on employee well-being, on diversity, inclusion, making sure people are supported and engaged. You have to think about the whole employee's well-being, as well as we have to think about our students. Taking the sustainability agenda on board, every one of our decisions has to be sustainable. Otherwise, we would lose our credibility in terms of walking the walk. We do a lot of talking, but we need to walk the walk. And on the teaching side, I mean, not just at Exeter, but more generally across business education, why would you say it matters that business schools teach responsible leadership? I mean, what's the role in business schools in all of this, would you say? We're teaching the next generation of of leaders in industry and business. And not that they have to be climate scientists, but understanding the evidence that might be presented to them by scientists or their data analysts or thinking about their employees, that's all going to make them more successful in their future endeavors because those are increasingly areas we have to focus on. You just even see governments starting to focus rather than on profit all the time or value, thinking about things like carbon zero or net zero or net negative priorities, you have to be able to understand how you might be able to do that and have to think about how do we pivot? How are we going to keep our supply chains? It's not just always the environment that's forcing that, you know, there are political and economic decisions, or there could be a global pandemic that might force you to have to think about, well, how do we resource more locally? How do we change things? Because certain supply chains are maybe lost or closed for the moment. So thinking about how you can pivot and be agile and think more resourcefully are really important skills that we have to have in our future leaders. On the flip side of that, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on if an individual leader or indeed at a company level are trying to be responsible, what would you say are some of the barriers that they're often presented with stopping individuals or organizations being more responsible? Oftentimes, if they're already operating at small margins, this may hurt you in the short term, because sometimes making some of these decisions to be more sustainable can at least in the short term be more costly financially. That's one issue. I think that's actually probably the predominant issue we see from a lot of small to medium enterprises is that. But also you see a lot of innovation from small to medium enterprises pivoting and being innovative around this area. In terms of the environmental responsible leadership aspect, the bigger you are in terms of companies, culture change is not easy. 
it really, <laughs> you can't even underestimate how hard that is. And really getting people to change their mindset and change their values. And like I said, the younger generations are really oriented this way, but it is about getting people to pivot and think about how important the future is and making things sustainable. And I think aside from financial, it's that really that mindset shift and getting people to think about doing things differently, which we all know how difficult that can be if you've ever tried to change anything in an organization. Absolutely. I guess flipping back to business school, if they're the barriers, what would you say are some of the things that business schools need to work on in order to help individuals and organizations overcome some of these challenges? I think we really need to be creating really well-rounded individuals. You can't just understand the finances. You also have to actually have those people skills to get people on board, to have those conversations, to take this wider perspective into account. I think business schools really have this difficult job of creating really well-rounded individuals who can take all these different aspects that need to be engaged in in order to truly be a responsible leader or organization. So you have to think about people. You have to know HR stuff. Who knew HR was so important? I found that out as I evolved as a leader, but also understanding the science, understanding data, understanding the environmental concerns. Also thinking entrepreneurially, entrepreneurial thinking, I think is incredibly important. And how that sort of flexibility and agility in almost that mindset of that fail fast and being able to pivot something we at Exeter are really keen on is that entrepreneurial thinking and embedding that for all of our students. Entrepreneurship clearly is is becoming more and more important to prospective students. Have you got some interesting examples of students who've who've taken that entrepreneurial mindset and embraced it and then gone on to do things that really make an impact? There's so many of our students who do amazing things. Last autumn down in our Cornwall campus and met a student who runs a sustainable clothing company while being an undergraduate student. My how university students have changed. Here's a 20-year-old who's already got a company. It's oriented around sustainability and creating products that are both sustainable and renewable and having really responsible supply chains, which I thought was so fascinating. There's another group of students who, who've started a sustainable toilet paper <laughs> company. That, you know, that's sort of fascinating. So we see so many of our students not only thinking entrepreneurially, but, but also being responsible and doing it. We see plenty of this in, in our MBA. Several of this, the students that come through our MBA, many of our alumni, are responsible entrepreneurs. And this is at the heart of what they do. And it's one of the reasons they come to do an Exeter MBA, because that's at the heart of what we do with the Exeter MBA, is embedding that responsible leadership with those entrepreneurial ideas. For a prospective student looking at going to university at the moment or going to business school, what would your advice be on three main areas that they need to think about in terms of developing as a responsible leader? I think whenever you're making a decision, it's how is it going to impact a broader range of stakeholders? So not just thinking about your bottom line, how is that decision going to impact your employees? You almost want to think a little bit broader than your employees but the people who are somehow involved in your supply chain, because it's not just your employees, it's your supplier's employee, right? So there are those decisions you have to make. You probably need to think about vetting those suppliers as well in terms of not just 
how green are they, but also how well do they treat their employees? I think that's an important thing to think about. We know many companies who've been caught out for having suppliers with very bad employment practices globally. I won't name any names. I think some of those are really big, important decisions, but also thinking about how are my products sustainable? Are there things I can do? Are there little tweaks that can be done to make our products or services more sustainable? They don't always have to be the biggest tweaks or changes in the world that can help make a big difference. Trying to explore those options, you can make small incremental changes that can have a really big impact on the responsibility of your organization. Alex, that's a great point to end on. Thank you very much for talking to us today.